Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host. David Botcher. Terrific, terrific, terrific. <laughs> it's so terrific because this is our second anniversary episode. Woo-hoo! Two years. So, happy anniversary, Dave. Hey, happy anniversary. Yes. Did you ever think we'd make it this far to two years? You know, I I was hoping, yeah. I don't think it ever even came to mind. It just kind of happened. Oh, so. really? That, well, great. congratulations to us. Yeah. And we have a bunch of great things prepared for you this episode. We are going to go over a few Idiots of Yellowstone stories. Hey. We always like those. Idiots. Favorite pastime of ours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we will go over, I, I thought this would be fun to kind of go over which insects have the most painful stings. Oh, that, that'd be good. So that's going to be really interesting. That's going to be fun. And this was, re- this was really fun. To, it was really fun to learn about that. But then we will share our favorite story of the year as well as our listeners' stories. Okay. And we actually decided to do something different with our our award year-end awards show. And we're going to do that as a separate bonus episode, which we're going to also record tonight. Uh, so you'll be get, kind of getting a two-for-one tonight. Yeah. But let's get kind of get going. We hope uh, well. We hope everyone enjoyed last episode about invasive species in the crazy Wonderland, which is Florida. We talked about invasive tegus. Remember the te- those tegus were cool, aren't they? Those oh little, yeah, yeah. The dog lizards. The lizards, yeah. Uh, then also we talked about uh, cane toads and lionfish, which I'm actually still bummed that nobody has sent a lionfish <laughs> photo of them eating a lionfish. I'm kind of upset about that. Oh. But uh, and we also talked about the pythons there. So go back and check it out if you haven't yet. And as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Gentlemen, I must give the devils their due. You really have built a brilliant podcast, and you truly have wonderful fans from all over the world. It still shocks me that a couple of idiots like yourselves managed to pull this off, but congratulations to the both of you for two years. Well, well, at least we're stumping scientists, wow. I suppose. <laughs> well, that was pretty nice. It was, <laughs> it was close as nice as we get from a cheetah. Yeah. yeah, cheetahs, we have a problem with them, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and also, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. We, it's really cool to know that we have fans, right? Yeah, um, it's the force of nature, cult family cult. We'll say that hey. something like that. But uh, and if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Just give us five stars. You can say whatever you want, but say something you like about the show. Say where you're from. Uh, the ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention and gain more listeners. Uh, they mean more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. So first, uh, since we Dave, first off, I don't know if you. I think I told you, but. We have now reached over 40,000 downloads. Oh, wow. No, you hadn't told me. Yeah, we 40, have 40,000. And I thought we should quickly kind of go over the stats. Okay. Uh, something uh, I, That's something I check regularly for fun, and I just find it fascinating that people all around the world can listen to us. And some of them even like us. <laughs> some. But yeah, so we uh, actually last year at this point on our very first anniversary, we had 10,000. Downloads. So now we've, so we've tripled, quadrupled it, or quadrupled. Right? Yeah, we've. So that's pretty cool. Nice. In one year, we've done that, and we put out less episodes this year. <laughs> wow. We put out like fifty episodes last year. We've put out thirty-five this this year. Wow. So that's pretty cool. I think less is more. I suppose maybe. <laughs> 
Uh, and this is not for bragging rights or anything like that. I just find it really interesting, and maybe the listeners will too. Uh, most, it's mostly to give them credit and to thank all the listeners. Yeah. We're still an indie podcast. We're nowhere near Joe Rogan levels. But uh, yeah. I know I really enjoy doing the show, and hopefully, uh, same goes for you, Dave. Uh, the show means a lot. So, yeah. uh, all right, let's go over some of our stats. Let's start with different countries with the most downloads. Okay. We have hits from 84 con- different countries. Wow. And I think that's so cool. Uh, but let's I'll, let me go over the top ten. So the U.S. is first, as you would expect. Yeah. With sixty-eight percent of oh, all the downloads. Okay. Uh, and then number two are the people from down under. It's Australia. They have a they account for about nine percent. Oh wow, that's cool. And uh, our our neighbors to the north, Canada, they are number three, and they account for six point seven percent. Oh okay. And then at number four, we go across the pond to the UK, and they account for 6.5. So a pretty tight a race, race yeah. between uh, U- uh, the UK and Canada. Uh, but number five is Sweden with oh. 2%. Nice. So that's really cool, huh? Yeah. And then the others in the top 10 are Ireland, India, Norway. Uh, shout out to Ingvid. I think I said her name right. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, number nine is France, and number ten is Germany. Hey. So thank you, everyone around the world. It's so cool knowing that we have people from different countries and cultures who will listen to a couple of idiots from Salt Lake City. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one good thing about our the show is that it's kind of universal. Yeah. Like, it's not like sports. Only a few people would be interested. You know, it's animals. And... Everybody around the world likes animals, and from all ages. I know we have different. We have children listeners. We have adult listeners. So yeah. that's what I think is really cool. Yeah. All right, but now let's go over some, um, uh, the our states, different states, and where okay. they rank. And then, this is of the sixty-eight percent of the hits in the U.S. So I'll do the top ten again. Uh, but we do have hits from every state. Oh, which right is on. Really cool, hey. Including like Washington D.C. and Puerto Rico. Wow, so that's cool. Uh, number one, the state with the most hits is our home state of Utah here. Uh, we still have the most. We are just immensely popular here. Yeah. Sometimes we struggle going out in public. We just get uh, bombarded with fans. That's why we don't. You can blame <laughs> it on COVID, but it's really... The- <laughs> it's really, we just get bombarded with fans too yeah. much. Huh? I mean, sexy women want me to sign their chests constantly. It's, it's becoming an issue. <laughs> of course, none of that is true. <laughs> But yes, Utah number one with fourteen percent of that sixty-eight percent. Okay, sense. yeah. And uh, number two, the most populated state in the country, uh, and uh, Dave's has Dave's favorite place in the world, even though he's still an, he is an adult. <laughs> it is California, and his favorite place is Disneyland, of course. <laughs> Uh, which you had to cancel at least one of your annual yeah, trips there, yeah. or one or more. Well, yeah, it looks like we're not even going to have one at all this year. Wow. So, Is this the first time that's happened? For Yeah, we have not taken a whole year off. God, I don't even think since the kids were born. <laughs> I don't know So for about time. 14 years and you haven't? Yeah. <laughs> all right, but um, Callie has 12%. So that's actually catching up to okay. you, so. Number three is the state of New York, which is really cool since I've never really been to New York. Me neither. The airports don't count. 
<laughs> I was in. I was stuck at JFK once for like eighteen hours. Oh, were you? But I don't. If your airports don't count, unless you step outside, it doesn't. If you're count. there for eighteen hours. I'd say no, yeah. No, I don't think New that, York. I don't think I'm sure being stuck in an in, in an airport is what New York is like. So uh, I think you've been to. New I York. think I got the New York experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, New York is at five point five percent. And number four is the second most populated state. It is Texas. They have hey. 4.6%. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> uh, number five, I might come as a surprise since we made a, a lot of fun of it last week, but it's the wonderfully bizarre state of Florida. Ah, <laughs> there we go. So they do like us. <laughs> but I am still waiting on those lionfish picks there, Florida. So yes. send those in if you're not too busy being s- sick. <laughs> <laughs> or carping. <laughs> or uh, scarping. Scarping, yeah. that's what it was, sorry. Well, that wasn't in Florida. That was in the Miss- the Mississippi. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> no. Oh. So the rest of the... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Sidetracks us there. <laughs> so the, uh, the rest of the top 10 consists of... Number six is Michigan. Number seven is Indiana. Number eight is Pennsylvania. Number nine is Washington. Uh, that was in the same spot as last year. Huh. Um, number 10 is Illinois. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's the top 10 states with the most hits. Uh, we also need to keep in mind that not all downloads get con- connected to a state. Actually, we have 16% of U.S. hits that go under unknown. Oh, interesting. So the majority of our hits we don't know about, or we oh. don't know where they come from, at interesting. least. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, we don't even know where they come from, and I have no idea why. But So most of our hits in the U.S., yeah, we don't even know exactly where they come from. But yeah, the those are our second year stats. Pretty oh. pretty cool, huh, Dave? Yeah. I thank you for everyone for being a part of that. And if you think your your country, your state should be higher on the list, well, tell more friends about us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it took us two years to get every state. Is that right? Well, I mean, we hit it like earlier in the year, but it took like one and a half years. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Right on. All right, so Let's let's just tell some stories now, huh? Let's do it. So I wanted to talk about a few stories that have happened in a place where people often act like stupid idiots. Uh, <laughs> and we're not talking about the roller rink or... Uh... <laughs> well, that seems to everybody seems to be acting like stupid idiots everywhere right now. Yeah, but, that's true. Uh, and it's also not Florida, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a place we've talked about before, and you know, it ain't Disneyland. No. It's Yellowstone. (laughs) So let's talk about a few stories of the stupid idiots of Yellowstone. Stupid idiots of Yellowstone. All right. So for our first stupid idiot, let's go back to May 13th-ish. Now, Yellowstone closed back on March 24th due to the pandemic and then partially reopened on May 18th. So an unidentified woman illegally entered the park on this day, and she must have been like all by herself too, like in the park, which would actually be kind of <laughs> kind of cool if to you, experience. Uh, illegal, yeah. But uh, apparently, she went to visit Old Faithful, the guy, the famous geyser, right? And while t- while taking photos, she backed up and somehow she tripped and fell into a thermal feature. Oh my goodness. Now, it's not clear if she fell into a hot spring or a, a fumarole. Is that how you say it? Fumarole? Never heard of F-U-M-A that. F-U-M-A-Roll. Huh. It's an opening that emits steam and gas. Huh. 
But uh, after she fell, she actually managed to get uh, to get up and get in her car, and she oh drove about fifty miles until she was just outside of Mammoth Hot Springs. And I, <laughs> outside of another one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think she actually got pulled over, and then authorities see her injuries, which weren't shared in any of the articles. So. <laughs> I don't know what the extent of her injuries were. Poor officer comes walking up. Whoa, what happened to you? I'm having hot flashes. (laughs) So the authorities call it in, and she was then airlifted to the burn center at Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I wish we knew more on what happened, but she was the only one there. Wow, that's crazy. I wish we knew what her injuries were. But yeah, there's there was no eyewitnesses, so nobody. She was the only one who said, and she probably it was, could have been something even more dumb. She was just trying to make herself look better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I bagged. I, I tripped. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't purposely touch it. I promise. Uh, yeah. But uh, needless to say, she was kind of being a stupid idiot. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, and these thermal. Uh, Pools are very dangerous. The water can be around 200 degrees, and that's enough oh, wow. to have your skin melted off. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of the guy on RoboCop, remember? that gets the toxic sludge on. I can't end, remember that movie. Gets hit by a car and just explodes into <laughs> to, into nothingness, you know? I can't remember that part. <laughs> that's all. I still, even with you that, I'm still it? not ringing a bell. Oh, man. But yeah. you have to watch it again, then. Okay. The old RoboCop, yeah. <laughs> That's that's what it thinks of when someone falls into a, a fissure of hot water. Hot water you know? Okay. Ugh. I I don't want to picture it actually. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't look. Pre- yeah, it doesn't look pretty <laughs> in my mind. But yes, if you go to Yellowstone, I highly recommend staying on the designated paths. Yes, and go when you're supposed to. Yeah, go when you're supposed to. Yeah. Yes. Are you going to Yellowstone? No, because there's not enough open, so we didn't get to go. Oh, yeah. You were planning on going this week? Yeah, we were going to go or this week or last. I can't remember now. But yeah, we were going to go. There's not enough open, so we canned it. Um, hopefully, maybe next month. We'll see what happens. Okay. If they open up more of it. All right. So now let's go to May 20th. This is just two days after Yellowstone opened back up. Uh, we have another unidentified woman that was injured. How did she get injured? Well, she got a bit too close to the largest animal in the Americas, a bison. Now, bison are very large animals, often reaching over 2,000 pounds, and bison are extremely unpredictable, too. Yeah. And I don't have much info on this one, but the woman got too close, and she was knocked over by the bison. Uh, She received attention from park medical staff, but chose not to go to the hospital. Uh, so even though we, yeah, so she shouldn't, she couldn't have been hurt that badly. So they just diagnosed her with idiocy. Idiocy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even though we don't know much about the story, we're still going to stamp her as <laughs> acting like an a, a stupid idiot. I actually heard saw a video on this where there's a news clip where they talked to people in the next camp over that saw the whole thing. They had this actually is a di- recorded it. So oh, was it different? I'm going to oh, get to that okay, one sorry. in a moment. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to get to that one. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Okay, so for our next story, we actually, we're not going to stamp this person as a stupid idiot, because it's not really their fault. So back around June 24th, a 37-year-old woman from Missouri was hiking um, alone on the uh, Ferry, is it Fer- Ferry Falls Trial near Old Faithful. 
when she came across a mama grizzly and her cub. Oh. The woman attempted to use her bear spray. So good on her for having the bear spray. But uh, she was, the woman was knocked down and she's actually really lucky. That's all Mama Grizzly did was just knock her down. So she didn't even get to use it on her? I, it wasn't clear. It just says that she attempted to use it. Oh, so she could have okay. stumbled and messed up. I mean, when you're in oh. that situation, that'd be hard, pretty hard to do. Yeah. But I, it, I don't know exactly. Uh, the woman sustained minor injuries to her face from the fall and minor scratches uh, on her thigh. Okay. She was quite lucky, though. Yeah. Um, after the incident, trails in the area were closed until the bears had time to move along. And it appears to be a typical case of mama bear protecting her offspring. And because this bear was displaying natural protective behavior uh, for its cubs, no action will be taken against the bear. Yeah, so that that's good. Yeah. And the woman, not a stupid idiot, we're going to say that. No. Just wrong place, wrong time. But also fortunate to um, only come out of that with minor injuries. Yeah. Okay, for our last Yellowstone story, we have another incident with a bison. This is the one you were talking okay. about. Around June 29th, and another unidentified woman, a 70, she's 72 years old from California, and she was gored by a bison. Ugh. What's up with all the women being on here? <laughs> The women and like, women are being stupid idiots. <laughs> Ladies, you're supposed to be smarter than us. Yeah. Oh, I think there's a bison. I guess are just so cute. Well, they don't care. They're harmless. It's like a cow. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but the uh, the incident happened near the woman's campsite at Bridge Bay Campground on the northwestern side of Yellowstone Lake. Now you saw the video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So apparently the woman approached within ten feet. Of the bison multiple times to take photos. So tell what you saw. I, yeah. I haven't seen the video. Yeah, they said the people were like, "Yeah, it looked like she was trying to get close enough to pet it," and they were like, "But we kept seeing it blowing steam out of its nose." Steam? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's snorting. Is yeah, essentially I Essentially, what they're saying. But yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> blowing steam out of its nose. <laughs> <laughs> so it was snorting to say, "Hey, stay away." Yeah, that's that's what they do. They'll do that yeah. and they'll kind of stomp their feet as well if yeah. they feel like you're being too close. And, yeah, the bison most likely felt threatened after being repeatedly approached. And then it charged and gored the woman. And she sustained multiple injuries and was flown to an Idaho hospital. And, again, I don't know the extent of her injuries, but she was released from the hospital. So not life-threatening injuries or, or anything. But she definitely gets the... Stupid idiot stamp on her. Uh, don't go close to a bison, people. Yeah. Park officials say to stay at least 25 yards from animals like bison and elk. And pretty much all animals, except for bears and wolves, people are told to stay at least 100 yards away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I get that. So that is our stupid idiots of Yellowstone. We're going to put it there, too. Okay. And there may be more Yellowstone stories to come later this year. Okay. And if you want to... When it finally opens, yeah. Fully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much of it's open, but it's at least part of... Do you know how much? I don't. I don't either. But if you want to learn more about Yellowstone, we did a two-parter way back in episodes eight and nine. So go back and check that out if you haven't. Those are still... Some of two of my favorite episodes that we did. The yeah. um, the first yeah. one is like still one of our top ten most hit episodes. Wow. So okay. It's still hanging in there strong. Nice. 
Um, so also an interesting note that I found on bison. So a small herd of European bison will be released into a woodland in southeastern England huh. in the spring of 2022. Uh, this will be the first time in like 6,000 years that bison will live in the UK. Wow. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So UK, you're going to have... Uh, a new animal come in there. Uh, as we, we recommend, you don't get close to them. <laughs> yeah. Don't think they're cows. Yes. Don't try to pet them. Yeah, people in the UK, I hope, hopefully they know better. But Yeah, knows? just admire them from a distance. <laughs> yes, do that. I don't know if you know that song. But... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Pocahontas song? No. It's uh, Oh, gosh, now I don't even know my own song reference. Well, from the 90s. Uh, I'm going to continue while you think about that. Yeah, all right? Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that it would be interesting to find out what insects produce the most painful bites or stings in the world, and I found out. You want to know what they are, Dave? Yeah. Great. There is actually a pain index. Um, it's called the Schmidt Sting Pain Index. Schmidt Sting. Oh, Schmidt. I wish the idiot name was, I wish idiot was in there somewhere, you know? <laughs> what? I wish idiot was in there somewhere. The idiot sting pain index? Yeah, the idiot pain index. Well, it's a pain scale rating, the relative pain caused by different hymenopyrian, which is a large order of insects, including wasps, bees, and ants. Okay. I'm not going to say that word again the rest of the episodes. <laughs> but there are around 150,000 living species of this order. But some species stand out more than others. And this pain index is the work of Justin O. Schmidt. He's an entomologist. Okay. An entomologist is someone who studies insects, basically. And Schmidt has published a number of papers on the subject and claims to have been stung by the majority of these painful insects. Oh my goodness, okay. I guess he's worthy of having it named after him. Then. Yes. I, I, like, I like this guy too, you'll find out why. But um, Schmidt's pain scale of insect stings is organized into levels ranging from one to four, with four being the most painful... And uh, keep in mind that insect stings can feel very different between species, but could be on the same level. So you could have a very different experience with this sting than to that sting, but they're still, let's say, level two. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with level one. Okay. Insect stings that Schmidt considers to be at a pain level of one include the southern fire ant, elongated twig ant, Oh no! I'm just thinking a fire ant is. Well, there's lots of level one. So I'm gonna say there's lots of different species of fire ants. Okay. So you'll later on they're higher on some. This is like per species. Oh okay. Because I saw your face go like what? (laughs) Thinking I'm a whip then. (laughs) (laughs) Fire ants are some species are higher. Um, The elongate uh, twig ant, also the western paper wasp, the digger bee, and most. Small bees, apparently. We're a one? Are a one. So the duration of the pain for level one insects is generally around five minutes or less. Okay. And Schmidt has described the sting of a digger bee as almost pleasant. A lover just... (laughs) Almost pleasant. A lover just bit your earlobe a little too hard. (laughs) That's a quote from him. Nice. He has some great explanations on how painful things are. 
almost pleasant. A lover is bitter oh lobe a little too hard. Gee, I guess when he's feeling a little frisky, he's just I know, right? He's, this guy might be kind of freaky. Something. Maybe this is what he does. He injects himself with... Oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he gets off on getting stung by these. So, uh, level one is nothing to worry about. All right, so level two. Level two consists of the most species, the most overall species. This includes most wasp, bees, and ants, like the Asiatic honeybee, trapjaw ant, termite reading ant, and yellow jackets. Oh, okay. And also honeybees. Okay. So, if you've been stung by a wasp or bee, it was most likely a level two pain. Okay. Uh, Schmidt says getting stung by a level two insect could be similar to getting your hand smashed in a revolving door, pain wise. Okay. Or someone has fired a staple into your cheek. <laughs> <laughs> That's the amount of pain. Nice. I love how he does that though. Nice. And he says being stung by a yellow jacket feels hot and smoky, like e- extinguishing a cigar on your tongue. <laughs> I feel like a cigar on the tongue would be a lot worse. But. Well, that's what's funny about this is that you can be, you, they have this pain scale of this, but yet you can have a sting like on your hand. Oh, no big deal. But man, on your lip or your eyes, it's like, ah, yeah, uh, that's crazy. And yeah, the stings can feel different between yeah. other species. But th- there is like a real pain index scale. Uh-huh. And it goes. It has like a list of everything. Oh, okay. So I can't. I I saw a little bit of it, but like one of the top ones is actually giving birth. Oh. The top pains is giving Whoa, birth. I was okay. like what top five pains that you can have. I can't remember what the other ones are, but I was like there was like out of eighty two, like eighty two oh, okay. levels, and like labor was like way high, like an uh, eighty or something. Kidney stones must. Be yeah, that too, I, right? I saw that <laughs> saw that one on there, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. But yeah, we're just gonna stick to this this scale. Okay. But yeah, I love how he, he his examples and how yeah. it feels. Well, it's like a, star, a cigar being extinguished on your tongue. <laughs> like, like he's had that happen to I've him? I've never had an ant sting or a bee sting. I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but remember, he purposely got stung by many of these insects. Wow. So let's move up to Notch. Let's move to level three. Okay. Most insects that are level three pain are wasps, including the red paper wasp, Interrogus wasp uh, and the velvet ant, which is actually a wasp, not an ant. Interesting. Sometimes people suck at naming animals. Yeah. Uh, we've noticed that on the show yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, it also includes some a- some actual ants like the giant bull and harvester ant. Okay. And some, uh, I think the harvester ant's a red ant. It's a fire ant. I okay. can't remember. Anyway, the uh, duration of the sting pain can range anywhere from one minute, like the red paper wasp, to half an hour, like the velvet ant. Okay. Um, Schmidt describes the sting from a red paper wasp as caustic and burning, a bitter aftertaste, like spilling a beaker of hydrochloric acid onto a paper cut. Never tried that before. I've never tried that either. <laughs> and then he... Sounds like he's had it happen. <laughs> this guy really likes pain. Maybe we were honest. Maybe he gets off on it. But uh, he then describes the sting from a red harvester ant as bold and unrelenting. Somebody is using a drill to excavate your ingrown toenail. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, he's got the best examples. None of these sound fun at all. 
but they are nothing compared to a level 4. There are actually only three insects that are considered a level 4. That's how elusive ah, this is. Okay. The first one is the warrior wasp, and they are cool looking, and you, but you definitely don't want to run into them. Hmm. Schmidt described getting stung by a warrior wasp as torture. You are chained in the flow of an active volcano. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. And this pain will last for up to two hours. Oh, wow. Uh, the second species is the tarantula hawk. Oh, yeah. They are called that because they literally hunt tarantulas. And they actually will sting a tarantula, putting it into a state of paralysis. The tarantula hawk, if female, will then lay her eggs on top of the tarantula, uh, still alive and in a permanent state of paralysis. The eggs larvae hatch and eat the tarantula alive, basically. How's that for a horror story? That is a horror story. So, Schmidt describes the pain as blinding, fierce, shockingly electric. Uh. A running hairdryer has been dropped into your bubble bath. <laughs> nice. If, what, what about the eggs? Is that an extra pain level? <laughs> Once you got stung, yeah. put the eggs Put right the eggs there. in you. But, uh, <laughs> if you get stung by one, you might as well lie down and scream. That's what he says. Oh, wow. Uh, Crazy. So, so although the sting is very, very painful, the effects only last about five minutes. Huh. So it, it sounds terrible, but luckily it is a short-lived pain. Huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah. How that works. Well, unlike the final and most painful insect sting in the world, well, do you know what the most painful in, painful insect There's is? There's a couple, be, between a couple of them. Do you have any guesses? Uh, yeah, there's a centipede and a... Centipedes aren't considered in this... bullet ant and the... Oh, they're not in there? They're not considered in this... Oh, Because they weren't okay. in the type of... Because we're, st- we're, we're sticking with like ants, wasps, and bees. Okay. That's what the, his Schmidt's pain index scale is. So I'm thinking either the bullet ant or the Japanese murderer hornet. Those are both good guesses and you got one right. It is the bullet ant. Okay. Bullet ant is one of the occasions where they named an animal perfectly. The sting is like getting shot with a bullet. Oh, I don't know what that feels like either. I don't know what that feels like either. But <laughs> I can't imagine that it feels good. Unless you're Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> but they live in... Uh... Oh, you get bit. I'm hit! I'm hit! <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Morphine! Morphine. Uh, they live in Central and South America. They're pretty big, too, for an ant. Hmm. Uh, you want to know what uh, Schmidt says it's like to be stung by a bullet ant? Yeah. <laughs> Pure, intense, brilliant pain. Like walking over flaming charcoal with a three-inch nail embedded in your heel. <laughs> <laughs> and But get this. So the the last one was five minutes, right? Guess how long uh-huh. this is. How long? It, this pain will last for around 24 hours. Oh. And it comes in waves. So it'll st- slow down, pick oh. right back up, slow down, pick back up. And keep in mind, that's just one sting. Uh, wow. Imagine getting dozens of them or oh, something geez. like that. You know something funny? I was bit by a red ant uh, on the between my toes in California uh-huh. on the patio. And I remember... Um, it, it's it was somebody described like 
I'm not going to say it was uh, walking on nails with uh, <laughs> or walking on hot coals with nails or anything, but it it did go in waves like that. And it lasted about at least 12 hours because I got it was in the evening. Mm-hmm. And man, I was just icing that thing all night. It would kept me up at night. In between your toes? Yeah, it was that's so a, annoying. That's so a terrible spot there, to like, get oh. in. And then after about two hours, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. And then all of a sudden, it, after an hour, hour and a half, it really? comes right back on. I'm like, oh. Interesting. Yeah, it was so annoying. I hated it. I remembered that. I was in California on my vacation. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. One of the worst pains the worst. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Well, just because it lasted so long. Because, uh, yeah, I, it, it's kind of slowly, the wave slowly got less intense. And then by, I think it was midday afternoon, I was okay, okay. the next day, you know. But yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that is interesting. Do you have something that's the most pain? What's the most painful thing that's happened to you? Oh, gee, I don't know. Well, I had... The, that The ant was one. This could be one of them. Yeah, I had uh, uh, hernia surgery when I was younger. And I just remember, God, I didn't... My recovery wasn't that fast. <laughs> I remember just having to hunch over, um, like like this, and then if you it would laugh, it feels like someone's just sliced <laughs> it right open. That hurts so bad. Yeah. So I try not to laugh at all during it, you know. And I'm hunched over like this, so everyone's laughing at me because I look. I don't, you look I don't silly. know what I look. And like. it hurts and to laugh, I guess. Yeah. So then I start to laugh, and I was like, "Oh, stop!" Mm. The immediate searing pain, like. Mm. Someone's cutting your abdomen with a hot knife. That was pretty Ooh, that bad. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, I think mine, <laughs> or at least one of them that I can think of, uh, I got when I got my chest waxed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've seen 40-Year-Old Virgin? Oh, yeah. I had that happen to me. Oh, It was wow. so painful. Did it bleed on you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it bled wow. on me. And the woman, it, it wasn't a professional. It was like my friend's sister who was like getting into it. Oh, yeah. So I like laid on a table and she was like, I think she just threw some liquid, oh, hot, oh, hot liquid on me and just yanking it off. Dude, it hurts funny. so bad. So hot liquid. You're like, ah, it's burning. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll just rip it off. And then the skin comes just, with it. <laughs> I didn't have it quite that bad, but... But yeah, she, she was just, she was an animal. She was just, just ripping it off, ripping it off. The worst was on your nipples. She did the nipples? Oh, I I, I asked her to. Sure, just lather it all there. I'm not just going to do why, why a smiley do face that? like a four-year-old virgin. You don't have nipples, or you don't have hair on your nipples. You well, I know, but around. you got to do it around. Yeah. Yeah, well, she like I said, she wasn't a professional. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, t- I, one had, of the top five worst pains <laughs> I've ever had. I've had a, my chest waxed a few times, and yeah, I just, I'm not it's doing not it. worth I'm, it. It's no, not it's, worth it's it. not worth it. So no. I, I, I feel bad for like women who get a Brazilian. You can only imagine how that feels. Yeah. I mean, I get to points where once we hit the 40 minute mark, I'm like, oh, geez, is this done yet? You know, minutes, it's like, yeah. or then there's times it's like, okay, wait, you got to wait. You got to wait. And I just, because <laughs> it's just burning too much. I'm like, okay, I'm not ready for the next one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All anyway. Right, well, yeah. That was a big sidetrack right there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so let's continue. Uh, That's our pain. Yeah. How come he didn't describe anything as being your chest waxed with <laughs> hot lava? <laughs> yeah, he, well, you could describe the pain of a bee sting as getting your chest waxed. So. Yeah, that's, yeah. There you <laughs> that's go. So I'm going to describe everything now. <laughs> okay, so bullet ants. <laughs> nice. Uh, there is actually a tribe in Brazil that uses bullet ants as part of initiation rites for young men <laughs> to become warriors. Oh, my god. And goodness. what they do is they render the ants unconscious by submerging them into a natural se- uh, sedative. Uh, then 80 ants are woven into gloves... Oh. Made of leaves that resemble a large oven mitt, with stingers facing in the inside. 
When the ants regain consciousness, a young man will slip the gloves onto his hands. The goal of the initiation rite is to keep the glove on for five to ten minutes. Oh my goodness. And they are being stung constantly on their hands. Wow. For ten minutes. They're being constantly stung. Oh my goodness. Oh, think of it that way. I guess that's the only way you'd let uh, uh, your your like if you had daughters. It's the only way you'd let, let them marry. Let, Dude, no, no way, man. Hey, if you'll do this, this you, you want to take my yeah, daughter okay, to prom? You're, you're worth it. <laughs> you could do. You it. You want to take my daughter to prom? <laughs> Sit down for ten minutes. I'm going to show you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, he did it. I, I guess, guess. he's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, she'll be safe tonight. <laughs> she'll be safe. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when finished, the boy's hands uh, and parts of their arms are temporarily paralyzed oh, because wow. of all the venom. And he may even like shake uncontrollably for days. Oh, wow. The only protection provided is a coating of charcoal on the hands, so, uh, supposedly to confuse the ants and inhibit their stinging. Huh. To fully complete the initiation, however... The boys must go through this ordeal 20 times. What? Over the course of several months or even years. Oh my goodness. And I watched videos of this being done. It's really crazy to say the least. Jeez. So there, there actually are videos of it if you want to check them out. I don't know if I do. <laughs> and then also, if you are uh, if you're extra interested in learning more about painful stings, I recommend you watch videos of a lunatic named Coyote Peterson. Have you ever heard of him? That's I think that's the guy, yeah, that I talked about in YouTube, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard him mentioned before, but I didn't watch any of his videos until recently. But he's pretty famous now for going out and intentionally getting stung by all these insects. Yeah. And not just insects, too. He has videos of him being bit by a Gila monster. Oh, wow. And um, also being stung by a lionfish. Oh, he, okay. He just shoved his hand into the... Uh, thorns of uh, or the spikes Ugh. of the lionfish and he said that, that one got him pretty good like Ugh. later on it got him pretty good yeah uh but he legit got stung by all three of these level four insects wow and he does in fact say that the bullet ant is the worst okay uh he probably has like venom coursing through his veins by now and he's <laughs> anti superhero yeah. Yeah, we, we I I saw him when he did the the Japanese murder hornet. Did you? I didn't see yeah. that one. Yeah, but, you have to see that one. He did the uh, tarantula hawk, and it oh, really only he? yeah, you know, it really only lasted for like five minutes. Oh, okay. But he was. <laughs> I I recommend people watch it. Um, Coyote, he's he sometimes if I feel like he might be overdoing it, overselling the pain. Uh-huh. Like, like he's like rolling around screaming, but I, I mean, I haven't been bit by it, so I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. just trying to make it look good for the camera. I'm sure he's in a lot of pain though. Yeah. And I, I must give him credit for in that in all these all the videos I watched, he didn't swear once. Hey, like normally when you get hurt, God, if I stub my toe, I'm cursing up a storm, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'll give him um, credit for that. Huh. Maybe working on a car still is the worst pain then. Is even more pain than getting bit by an insect. What know? is working on a car? Because uh, <laughs> you swear all the time. Oh almost. yeah, you do. Oh, Mechanics. Yeah. But if you want to see a grown man roll around in pain by purposely letting himself be injected with venoms, go check out Coyote Peterson. It's it's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. So every everyone should definitely check it out. Yeah. And everyone relaxes differently to pain, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting. 
Okay, so that was, that was a cool segment. I liked that. Yeah. Learned a lot there. But Dave, uh, I work with a g- guy from Australia, and he told me something, told me about something that might be much worse than a bullet ant. Oh, yeah? This could be the most painful sting in the world to humans. And it's actually not an animal. It's a plant. Whoa. This plant goes by many names. The Gimpy Gimpy, sting, <laughs> Stinging Brush, Moonlighter, but the most notorious name for it is the Suicide Plant. Oh. This plant usually grows as a single-stemmed plant that can reach 10 feet in height and are found in the rainforest parts of Northeast Australia and parts of Indonesia. It has stinging hairs which cover the whole plant and deliver a strong neurotoxin when touched. It is the most toxic tree of the Australian species of stinging trees. Now, how painful is the sting of this plant? As the name suggests, painful enough to cause people to kill themselves for it. Oh my goodness. One botanist named Marina Hurley said, It's like being burned by hot acid and electrocuted at the same time. Oh. These scientists get creative when it comes to these pain. (laughs) I think it's pretty cool. So another man who was hit in the face and torso by the plant in 1963 named Ernie Ryder had... How did he get hit? Somebody somebody in junior high? (laughs) I don't know exactly. Started smacking him? He could just run into it walking around. So he had this to say about it. For two or three days, the pain was almost unbearable. I couldn't work or sleep. Then it was pretty bad pain for another fortnight or so. So for two weeks after. The stinging persisted for two years and recurred every time I had a cold shower. There's nothing to rival it. It's ten times worse than anything else. Oh, wow. So his pain lasted for two years. Oh, my goodness. And there's no shortage of horror stories from this plant. Uh, and oddly enough, though, the toxins aren't deadly to us. Huh. So it's not going to kill you, just excruciatingly painful. Jeez, just make you want to finish the job, right? Yeah. God. Well, so... What the heck? <laughs> get this story. This is make you cringe. There is one story of an officer back in World War II who unknowingly used the plant as toilet paper. Oh! Can you imagine that? This poor guy did end up shooting himself from oh, no. the excruciating pain. Wow. Can you, I mean, I can't imagine that down wow. there. no. Yeah, he was unable to bear the pain, and he shot himself. Kind of where it Jeez. got its name. That sounds awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Now, I hope nobody tricked him into doing that. I, I hey, hope not. Give me the TP. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> like, bro, that would have been horrible. Like, bro, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man. Now, actually, the indigenous species of Australia have little to no issue with these toxic plants. Oh wow. Some things will even eat the plant, and they they actually grow some kind of a fruit. Huh. And they've but they've these local animals have built up an immunity. But to newer animals like humans, horses, and dogs, the plant will produce the most painful sting in the world. Gee. There was another story, short story I read where um, a horse got hit by it, and the horse ran off a cliff two hours later from oh my how bad it was. Wow. Pretty interesting stuff, huh, Dave? Yeah. I really enjoyed learning what about that. What is with Australia? <laughs> 
They've got Jeez. some of the most poisonous and venomous things That's there are. That's crazy. Okay, so for our next segment, Dave, uh, you and I actually both chose a story. Yeah. Well, we both ended up choosing the exact same oh, story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is uh, probably our favorite story from the whole year, or at least it's one of the, it's the craziest. And, yeah. But it's just kind of a fun episode or a fun uh, uh, story. So, Dave, you and I chose a story from episode 79, uh, Recent Animal Stories and Attacks number 11. And I actually thought you, I was thinking that you might actually choose like something like the, the snake orgy story or <laughs> anything would. on animal penises. So, oh, I know that's your favorite thing to learn about, right? <laughs> I made that oh, up. <laughs> I say that all the time, but I literally <laughs> literally made it up myself. But um, this story is of a man who accidentally shoots his neighbor with a crossbow while trying to protect him from dogs. It's a crazy story. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's go to Adams, Massachusetts. It's on the west side of the state, kind of a smaller town. And let's meet a 27-year-old man named Joshua... Jadushing, maybe. Hmm. So yeah, I'm using the original story. Like I, okay. t- I tore out the papers on the notebook and oh, okay. literally using the original one. So Joshua lives with two adult male pit bulls in his apartment. The pit bulls are known to be aggressive. One dog back in 2018 attacked someone, causing that person to receive medical attention. And apparently the dogs, uh, they turned on him, turned on their owner. Joshua screamed for help as he tried to get away from the pit bulls. A neighbor of Joshua heard the screams for help. The neighbor is unnamed. but uh, So the neighbor rushed to his own apartment to grab a crossbow that he does have a license for. He could hear Joshua saying, please shoot the dogs. The neighbor rushed to Joshua's apartment with his crossbow cocked and loaded, ready to roll. Now, Joshua was inside of a closed door. Like, I, I, I pitch, I think he was in the bathroom, and the dogs were just outside the door, kind of jumping on yeah. it and barking a lot mm-hmm. while he's locked in himself in the, in the bathroom. And so uh, Josh is yelling, shoot the dogs, shoot the dogs. The neighbor aims his crossbow at one of the dogs and fires. The bolt of the crossbow pierced the nape of the dog's neck. But the bolt also went through the door, through the closed door, and hit Joshua and kills him. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. How that could be? Yeah. And I don't know where it hit him, but somewhere but uh, somewhere that was enough to kill him. Yeah, they never did say. Mm-mm. They wouldn't say. And bolts from a crossbow are very powerful. You know, like in The Walking Dead, I remember how Daryl has his crossbow and he shoots a zombie in the head and the bolt just sticks inside. Yeah, Yeah, that would not happen. That's not accurate. The bolt would go straight through. Like uh, even when hunting deer, a bolt will go through the body of a deer. So it'll go through through the body of a person, too. Yeah. I think they just didn't want him having to walk off for... For five ten minutes to go f- get the to bolt go fetch, and come eat, back into go, the like, shot, Daryl. Like, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, I gotta go pick those up. <laughs> shot a zombie. I gotta, give me a twenty minutes, guys. I gotta go find that bolt. I'm running low. Yeah, but this bolt went through a dog, then a wood door, 
and hit into Joshua. Police were called, and it sounds like the dog that got shot didn't die immediately. No. And when police arrive, the dogs turned their aggression to the officers. One dog died in the apartment, and the other ran out and down the street before being shot by another officer. Uh, I believe he shot the dog five times. Wow. So that's that's a they're big dogs and they're yeah, tough. That's crazy. Police now police also found an unharmed child in a nearby room, if you remember that. Yeah. Police are investigating Joshua's death as an accident, and it's unlikely any criminal charges will be filed against the neighbor. It's just a chain of very unfortunate circumstances, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But isn't that nuts, though? The accidentally shot by a crossbow meant to kill your dog who's attacking you. Bolt goes through the door and then kills you. Yeah. And you leave behind uh, a child. Yeah. Which is probably why he was saying kill the dogs because he didn't want the dogs to get to the child, which makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I looked up uh, some news, you know, new stuff for after the fact, trying to find more. Oh, on did it you? Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. They even had a press. They had a, oh, not a press. Car- yeah. A press conference from the uh, I don't know if it was the mayor. It was the mayor or somebody with the mm-hmm. city. And they just said, yeah, we're not. There's no charges being pressed. Um, the the wife uh, of. Or, well, yeah, because they were I think it was a common law marriage. Wife of the of the Joshua, uh, J- Joshua and and his and his mom are not pressing charges on the neighbor. You no, know, yeah, he was trying was, to trying to help him. Yeah, and so they didn't. But yeah, there, it was interesting. They, she, they even had an article about how she's trying to move on. She's like, man, this is tough. Yeah, you know? so I I get it, you know. But yeah, that that would be tough. But especially even for the guy shooting the crossbow. Oh, yeah, he's probably got some PTSD or something. Oh, man. Yeah, that's got to be hard, man. You're thinking, ah, finally. Uh, I get to use use my crossbow. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Time to hang it up again. Yeah, you never would think, like, I'm going to go out from getting shot by a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, Dave and I really like that story. I know. It, I don't know what it is about it, but there's there's sometimes there's just stories that stick out more. It, yeah. And that's just one of them. Yeah. So that's that's one of our favorite uh, short stories of, of the year. Yeah. Okay. And Dave, we have a few small, we have a, a small batch of listener stories that we're going to get into. Okay. We didn't get that many sent in this year. I think our listeners may need to go out in the nature a little bit more and <laughs> run into some wild animals. Maybe get attacked. Yeah. I mean, Find don't. Some buffalo kids. <laughs> just I mean, don't. Sorry. Yeah. Just don't do that. I mean, don't die, but, you know, get a little scuffled up, maybe. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. We don't want any of our listeners to get hurt. No. But they're friends. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's start out with a couple wolf stories from longtime listener Paul Coco. Uh, I think he is from New York, if I remember right. Oh, okay. And he sent us stories last year, too. Uh, These are pretty quick. The first one happened in a village in Greece. His mother and sister were walking back from a bar to the house when they saw what they thought was a dog. But something was off about it. Uh, They then realized it was a wolf that was roaming around. Oh, wow. It was run, uh, roaming around the empty streets. No, nothing really happened. The wolf kind of saw them and disappeared into the night. But 
Uh, a lot of people may not know that there actually are wolves in Greece. Yeah, I didn't know. You wouldn't think about it at all. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up, and there are just over a thousand wolves in Greece. Huh. And there's also brown bears there. Okay. Um, so Paul shares another story of a guy he knows who is also named Paul. So his friend Paul currently works with birds of prey, but used to work with wolves and cougars. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. One day, Paul brought his father to work with him. They entered a wolf enclosure together. Uh, his father, not knowing any better, like growled playfully at the wolves. <laughs> the same you would do with a dog, you know. Yeah. But this didn't go over well. Oh, this boy. provoked the alpha male wolf. Oh, and it lunged at Paul's dad, uh, pinned him up against the fence, and bit into his arm. Oh, wow. Uh, luckily, Paul was able to get his dad out of there with no serious injuries. Wow. But yeah, it's definitely not... <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah wolves are uh, unpredictable animals yeah. as well. Yeah. Gee, and when it, once the alpha goes in, you could have the whole the pack The whole pack, going That's on exactly you. right. Wow. So you got to get him out of there quick. Yeah. So we got stories from another listener named Jenny Anderson. She says that one of the funniest stories she had was when she was in Ketchikan, Alaska, on a guided hike in the rainforest. The guide was telling us about the bears, and then all, then there was a mom and two bears in the area. Oh. He also told us that bears never generally would attack a group of more than four, and we should stay close together. Well, the entire group squished together shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> and you could not take a step and had to shuffle along. And they did see the mama mama bear and one of the cubs. Jenny also says that uh, the worst nature interaction that she ever had was getting poison ivy. Oh. Have you ever gotten poison? I never have. No, I think we've had... Uh... I want to say stinging nettle or something stinging nettle mm. there's a there's a plant though that you get that you, they say usually grows right next to it too that you just rub off and it takes the needles out but he still stings yeah you know i think it, what i remember reading from the other plant was that if you use like like something that you would use to shave your chest you like uh-huh. use that to get the the, thing, the oh, spikes okay. out of it, yeah but yeah she got hit with poison ivy and it covered half of her face and neck her ankle and one arm. Ooh, that does not sound fun. No. But uh, then again, she is lucky that she didn't get hit by the suicide plant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Jenny, for sending those in. Um, next, we have story uh, from... She didn't want to be named, so we won't name her. But the, the first one, and it's kind of a silly one. Uh, her family was in a hut in the Norwegian mountains. And... She had uh, complained to her mom enough about the fear of the her fear of the dark, and uh, made her follow her made her mom go with her to the outhouse okay. in, in the nighttime. Well, That's what she was trying to say. Uh, I can understand that. I think. Yeah. If you're if you're way out there that only have an outhouse, yeah, I can see that. So, you know, you just have want someone to come with you, maybe. Yeah, maybe they haven't seen enough horror movies. Yeah, and uh, her and her mom were kind of bickering, so she chose to ignore it, and. Uh, she, the mom told me to hurry up, so she pushed me. In, she pushed her in and told her to look out the little window, and uh, there was a huge female moose with two calves oh. less than two meters away. Oh wow! Uh, when they tried to go out, 
They were both inside of the outhouse, it sounds like. Oh. And they were they were looking out the window until the moose would leave. Oh. And they attempted to go out, and the moose stomped, the, her, stomped her feet oh, as a warning boy. sign to them. And after three attempts, they just uh, gave up and waited until the moose leave, until um, the father could come out and look for us. Oh, and wow. uh, got the moose to run along. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, the mama moose was protecting her, her babies. So yeah, that is that's her moose story. That, that would wow. be kind of frightening, right? Yeah, so I'd be yeah. stuck in the out. I'd rather just hang out in the outhouse. <laughs> Hopefully, you brought some deck of cards or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the deck of cards wait until the moose leaves. Uh, all right, so she's got another one. This story is about when she got close enough to touch a small herd of wild reindeer. Oh wow. Her and her dad were picking berries in the mountain. Doesn't that just sound lovely? I'm just picking <laughs> berries in the mountain, Lorraine, dear. You know, that, you, that wasn't a Norwegian back accent. Back in the 1400s. <laughs> but uh, in the mountain when she heard something that sounded like pigs grunting. So she asked if that was if there were pigs in the mountain. Uh, a few moments later, they saw that it wasn't pigs. It was reindeer. They were running over the top of the valley that they were in. So they kind of followed them at a safe distance. Uh, they were being, they were these reindeer were actually being hunted by two men. Oh, oh wow! Uh, her dad let her follow them towards a stream a little, and she was on one side and the herd was on the other. Uh, she said that it was really fun, but it was. She said it, it was felt pretty reckless of her, oh. but, she, but she enjoyed it too. This is one of those things. You know, like, that was so much fun. Bro, that, that was really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And lucky the two men didn't shoot her. Yeah. Or else she would be on our, <laughs> our uh, <laughs> hunting accidents episodes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, she's got one more. Uh, she was taking pictures of a tiger in the Dublin Zoo uh, through a glass wall. She was kneeling and using a bigger Canon camera. And she noticed him getting closer. Uh, so she put the camera down, and it was right in front of her, and looked looking directly into her eyes. Oh, wow. Uh, she said that it felt like he was saying, I could kill you today, but I don't feel like <laughs> it. Uh, he continued going all along the glass after that. It was, She said it was just for a moment, but it was really in a really intense moment for wow. her. Wow. I mean, if the glass hadn't been there, then she would have been killed. Have you ever seen those videos of like yeah. a, a tiger or a lion sneaking, trying to sneak up on something and like legit trying Bouncing to get to kids, that child. Yeah. yeah. And the kids just laugh. Like, ah! I know the kids are laughing and so are the parents. Like, oh, look at that. That's so cute. It's not cute. Cause that, that tiger would kill and eat that, that baby yeah. is an appetizer. Wow. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, so thank you to everyone who sent in a story. We really appreciate it. And yeah. we like hearing them. Uh, just a big thank you to all the listeners for helping us get through these two years. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of um, good messages, um, like on Facebook or Instagram or even the reviews. And it really means a lot to yeah. hear from you guys and um, what you have to say, especially when it's nice stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave, we have a shout out to give this week. So we want to thank Nico Flame. Nico Flame. Thank you for your five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hey. And they said they were blown away with how uh, informative we are and how much they learned from us. Nice. And they said that they were originally, they searched um, grizzly bear attacks and that's how they found us. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So Dave, that is going to wrap up our two-year anniversary episode. 
But don't you worry, we are still going to do the Force of Nature Awards show. We're just going to do a little bonus episode of that, we're probably right after we're done recording this. <laughs> okay. And we, we we did something that we thought would be kind of funny in in this awards show. It's like a four and a half minute bit that Dave and I thought would be kind of fun to do. So make sure to check that out. And we'll have the awards show. We've got tons of... Several different awards to give out. It's going to be kind of a silly but fun bonus episode for you. And so we're done with two years. Um, I think our next episode, Dave, is going to be our 12th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Oh, okay. We, it's been... Normally we do it every two months. This this one we're going to do... It, it's It's been three months. So we've got three months worth of stuff to fill out. That's kind of why I chose to do the Yellowstone stuff in this show. Okay. Because we've got a lot of things to cover. And that's happened in the last three months. Okay. So that is going to be the next episode. And after that, I'm thinking... We're either going to do something... I think we're going to do the Grizzly Bear, the Night of the Grizzlies story. Oh, okay. Kind of a true crime edition. We've, we've had nice. some true crime edition stories, so I think that will be after that. So that's okay. going to be really cool. So, Dave, what can our listeners do if they want to contribute to the show? Well, you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like. It really helps us gain some more attention, get some more listeners. If you want to be a more amazing listener and uh, help us celebrate these couple of years by sending us a couple of extra bucks by PayPal or Venmo. Yeah. Very good, Dave. <laughs> you, can, uh, help, you can donate to the show. If, uh, you can do that on PayPal. By uh, our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all the information is in the description below. We would we really appreciate it, uh, anybody to do that. And to all of the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Um, if, if you want to suggest an episode idea, or if you just say hi, ask a question... Tell us we suck. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can email or ask for a picture of uh, Professor Cheetor or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he likes attention. <laughs> you, you can email us or message us on Facebook or Instagram or any of those. Also, you can help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google. We're on all the ones we need to be. Um, I also, I am still working on getting a Patreon account. We're going to, we need to do that, Dave. Yeah. We yeah. got to get on that. So we will. But Dave, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. All right. Professor, how about you? Gentlemen, do you know what I would rate the sting of a bullet ant being compared to? Listening to you guys talk for about an hour. <laughs> oh, just kidding. But seriously. Okay. Uh, well, thanks again, Professor. That's what a bullet ant feels like is listening to us. Eh? Cheetahs. <laughs> Cheetahs. Uh, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye.